Legends, Folklore, and History of New England, a podcast for kids by kids. Happy New Year's Eve. I'm Bridget. And I'm Molly. And this is episode 15 of Legends, Folklore, and History of New England, which means it is also the last episode of season one. But don't worry, we will be back with all new ghost stories, legends, and folklore in March as we start season two. But first, a little bit of Rhode Island history and a ghost story that took place on New Year's Eve, 1843, in Cranston, Rhode Island. If you have never heard of Sprague Mansion, you probably aren't from Rhode Island. Nowadays, it is owned by the Cranston Historical Society and a fancy event space that hosts weddings and parties. But back in 1843, it was the home to Amasa Sprague and his family. Sprague was a wealthy businessman who made his fortune in the Rhode Island textile business. Which reminds me, season two, we totally need to do... Slater Mill story. That's some good stuff there. You're getting off track. But back to Sprague Mansion. His brother was a U.S. Senator, so the Sprague's were influential in Rhode Island. So Amasa finished a big family New Year's Eve dinner. Must be nice to have a family dinner. Stupid Corona. And after he went for a walk on a cold winter night. During his walk, he was approached by at least two men. He was shot in the arm, then beaten with a blunt instrument. His skull was cracked. And although Sprague attempted to fight back, he was overpowered and murdered there in the street. When his body was discovered, it was brought back to his wife and four children at the mansion and laid in the parlor for viewing, as was the tradition back then. So you probably noticed, Bridget said maybe two men and a blunt instrument. This is because they don't really know who it was or what the murder weapon actually was. Let's just say that forensic science, or how police use science to solve crimes, was not great in the 1800s. It was basically a lot of guesswork and hoping you get the right people. Ooh, another season two teaser. Lizzie Borden, also a mess of forensic science. Okay, Molly, look at me. Let's stay focused on this podcast. Okay. So the Spriggs as we said, were wealthy mill owners. And the majority of the factory workers were Irish Catholics who had recently immigrated to Rhode Island. There was a great deal of distrust between the Protestant Rhode Island elite and the new Catholic immigrants. Suspicion of the Sprague's murder quickly focused on these Irish workers. And one name kept coming up, Nicholas Gordon. Sprague disliked Gordon, and Gordon disliked Sprague. Gordon owned a tavern or a bar near Sprague's Mill, and his workers would often go to Gordon's taverns to have a few too many drinks while they were supposed to be working. This really ticked Sprague off, and he attempted to withdraw Gordon's liquor license and shut down his tavern. The men fought publicly, and Sprague grabbed Gordon by the collar and yelled, Get out of the way, you Irishman! That was the last time they had a confrontation. So naturally, when Sprague ends up dead, suspicion falls directly on Gordon. Because of the distrust of the Irish at that time, they also arrested Gordon's two brothers, assuming that the Irish always stick together, and because they believed at least two men committed the murders. What is even weirder is that they also arrested Gordon's dog, saying that he bit Sprague in the neck. However, lawyers argued that the dog was too old and toothless and couldn't have done it. How do you even arrest a dog? Does he go to people jail? Dog jail? That doesn't even make sense. 
No, but a lot of this doesn't make sense because they have literally no evidence, but it clearly didn't matter. The Gordons were not going to get a fair trial, even though the Irish community rallied around them and raised money for their defense. The judge hearing the case actually told the jurors to give more weight to the Yankee, or Sprague friends, than the Irish witnesses. Gordon's two brothers were tried first. William was found not guilty and John was found guilty and sentenced to hanging. Nicholas Gordon went on trial twice and both ended in a hung jury. So the only man sentenced to murder was John. John was hung on Valentine's Day, 1845, in the jail where the Providence Mall now sits. Don't worry, they like the dog go too. By the time Nicholas went on trial, most people already were starting to think that maybe Sprague was murdered by someone other than the Gordons. In all likelihood, the state killed an innocent man. Gordon's execution was the last in Rhode Island and seven years later banned executions as punishment. There are other theories of the murderer. Not long before the murder, the Irish rose up in what was called the Door Rebellion in Rhode Island. The rebellion was about the right to vote and could be a whole episode itself. Also includes some ghosty tales. But Sprague and his senator brother helped bring down the man in charge of the rebellion. Perhaps that man, Thomas Dorr, was the murderer. Or it could have been Sprague's own brother, the senator. Legend has it the brothers disagreed on how to handle the family business. Amasa wanted to keep it in Rhode Island and the same size, while his brother wanted to expand the business out of Rhode Island. Maybe the senator hired a hitman to get his brother out of the way. What we do know is no one knows what happened that night, and those that do are long dead. However, could Amasa Sprague be trying to tell us who the real killer is? Is John Gordon still protesting his innocence from beyond the grave? The answer is yes to both those questions. The Sprague Mansion is well known to be haunted in the area. CBS News named it one of the scariest haunted houses in the U.S. Reports include Sprague wandering around in his old wine cellar. Orbs in the cellar have been captured on camera. And a specter of an old butler who still walks up and down the staircase, upset that his daughter never married that wealthy homeowner's son. Still others swear they have seen Sprague's father, who died in the home after choking on a chicken bone while at breakfast with his family. There's even a report of a doll whose eyes follow you, but the catch is her eyes are painted on. Maybe you will attend the annual Halloween party held at the mansion, and Charles the butler will give you an icy cold tap on the shoulder. But what about the poor guy who was hung for a crime that he probably didn't commit? Well, he might not be at rest either. Some swear they see orbs in the area of the mall, or maybe they're John looking for the real killer or protesting his innocence. And maybe it was one of the hundreds of other tortured souls that found themselves at the Rhode Island Penitentiary where the mall now stands. Either way, if you are out on a dark night, keep your eyes open. You might have an experience of your own. In 2011, then-Governor Lincoln Chafee pardoned John Gordon, and most agree that the best thing to come out of this horrific story is that the death penalty was abolished in Rhode Island. So that's the story of Sprague Mansion and murder, which all started on New Year's Eve 200 years ago. We hope you enjoyed this story and all our stories this season. We are going to take the next few months to do some more research, and we will be back March 1st with Season 2. Please join us for a bunch of new fun episodes. Have a story you want us to hear or share? Message us on Instagram or Facebook or email us at contact at lfhne.com. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Let's be done with 2020. Here's to hoping 2021 gets us back to normal. Thanks for listening, and until next time...
Remember, history is fun and sometimes a little spooky.